0: what's up everyone welcome back to ancient wisdom your weekly pokemon tcg podcast my name is Corey roush with me as always is dj keener dj it's been a couple weeks we took the holidays off um have i seen you since the holidays i can't remember at this point how are you
1: doing good man it's always a busy time of the year so kind of it's nice happy to be through it hopefully slow down a little bit um we'll see now it's time to get straight back into to pokemon because we've got not just events for everyone else coming up but we've got our own event for the first time in quite a while
0: yeah yeah it's our first in-person event like like regional um international level yeah, since major. june so um while it's not been a rotation there's been like three sets and a lot of a lot of things I want to say a lot of things have changed, but we joked the other day that uh while we were planning with the play and, and you were talking about Mew and I was talking about control. And I'm like, well that's weird because last year when we went to um Toronto in December, uh whole rotation yeah, ago. You've done this already. Yeah. Two so. two
1: calendar, like you know what I mean, not months wise, but two separate, like twenty twenty two.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's funny that that's how that works out. I mean, mean, some of that is just you know because some of these cards are very good, and obviously the control deck is drastically different than where it was a year ago. But uh, I mean,
1: also like, who would we be if we didn't give Mew a swan song, right?
0: I mean, that's that's how I was feeling about control. So yes, I, I agree. It's uh, but yeah. Other than that, we're, we're going to be talking about um the event that happened in Kyoto on the day before Christmas, actually. Um we were initially going to come back and talk about like day two of like, we had talked about the top eight of San Antonio and then kind of get into more of day two. But at this point with this event, I didn't even know this event was happening whenever we said we were going to be doing that. And this kind of not changes a bunch of things because it is overseas and it is slightly different, but it was enough that like, you've seen like online results pick up some of this as well, because like, while it isn't here, it is still a very large major tournament that is kind of a uh, given people some more inspirational things to work with. So uh, there's that because of that, we have, um, Portland Regionals starting when this comes out tomorrow. Um, the the first event since San Antonio. So, like, we're kind of seeing where things are going from there. Because, wow, we, we think we know what the best decks are in this format. There's, like, I think someone was looking at, like, you could really make an argument for, like, a top eight. Like, th- there's, a, there's a difference in, in actual, like, how good the decks are. But there's, like, eight real decks. And then, like, another, like, six that are right on the periphery. So, like, wow, there is like what like what we probably think is like the best deck or so there's enough room in there that like things do change from week to week which is pretty cool and uh i would say that kyoto is definitely a change it, would, would you not
1: yeah i would agree with the is a change i also like kind of wanted to point out when you said that this is something that hadn't really occurred to me until you were saying it just how like kind of individual the results for pretty much every event this format have been because we have like the one european regional where um the glasses paradox box makes top cut. Sablesard wins the tournament uh towards horrifying pile of bad which is actually like not bad obviously but he likes to put bad cards in good decks uh-huh. uh you know tops it's it's funny because then you'll look at another event and see zero decks that are similar to those in the top 32 mm-hmm. and obviously there's a lot of variance and there's a lot of what matchups you play etc etc but like I think it speaks volumes to what you're saying um, about how many decks there are in this format that are just good and how much uh like room there is on a game to game basis for decks to win in matchups that aren't necessarily that good for them. Like something we get hung up on a lot when we're trying to pick a deck, it's like, Ooh, but that matchup is like, you know, pretty unfavored, but pretty unfavored is when you're looking at like win rates in Pokemon, it's like, wow, that's a really unfavored matchup. You still win it 40% of the time. So Yeah. You know what I mean? So then there's, like, is there skill expression? Is there this, that, the other thing? And it's like, oh, yeah, actually, kind of any deck does feel like can can win at any time right now. There are decks that, like, I wouldn't want to play because of the field, but uh, all of the events do kind of just seem to be their own thing right now, and I think it's really hard to predict anything at this point.
0: Yeah, and so, it's weird because that's the first time I've really felt like this since I've started playing where it's, like, basically, any I don't say anything can win, but there's a it's not anything, but it's a pretty broad group of things that can win, and usually when that's the case, you hear all these top players and things like that say, just play what you're most comfortable with, and that's what's throwing me off the most right now because I'm not typically, like, exceptionally comfortable with anything, and I think it's because there's so many things that, like, I'm like, I want to keep trying them so I have not taken the time to get specifically comfortable with anything, which puts you in that weird place, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, that can't be it. There has to be, like, one thing that's actually better because there's always one thing that's actually better.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think... I guess from my perspective, there are two decks that are um kind of the the decks to beat. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. where you start, right? I, yep. I think everyone would agree that Charizard and Giratina are the two uh I don't know if best decks is the right word, but like the two decks to beat for sure, they both have pretty good matchup spreads across the board. Um you know, they're both decks that are even in like their bad matchups, are usually not terribly unfavored. Um yeah. the worst matchup for zard is snorlax um which i think is one of those things that comes down to partially player scale partially like what text you choose to play um but even that is like you know a 30 percent matchup so that's still something where like you know you can win they can brick maybe you just play exceptionally well in a round whatever um so i i think it is interesting but you know i, I guess is that where you stand too like those are those are the two decks to beat those are the quote-unquote, best decks in the format right now, or at the very least, like, those are when you're, like, looking at everything, those are the two most powerful decks that are the most played.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that that, putting both of those two aspects into it is what defines those two, right, is the level of play and the level of power. Um, I I think like, you could take something like a Rapid Strike or a control that has the more polarizing matchups, um, because what they do is very good in certain matchups, but they're very polarized and they're not as highly played whereas <laughs> there's a real chance that if you combine the play rate of Charizard and um, Giratina this weekend you're looking at pushing 40% of the room um, which is crazy so like I it's especially crazy when we sit here and talk about how wide open this format feels and I just think that those two like are just are, are going to see the a level play some similar to that so yeah, I think that's probably pretty fair. Um, which brings us to the issue of we don't necessarily like either of the, either, right, of the right. either of them. So, um,
1: yeah. So I, I guess just to kind of keep going on that thought, I I feel like for yeah. me when I'm looking at it, it's like there's those are like the top tier of decks. So then after that, I start looking at the counters, right? Um, and there's not a lot of overlap between decks that are good against both of those. Um, the only deck that like is debatably good in both both matchups, and even that is, like, fairly questioned because sometimes I'll look at data and it'll say that this deck is not very good against Giratina. Sometimes I'll look at it and it says it's very good. It's funny how uh, it feels like we get a ton of online data, but we're actually working with very small sample sizes. But the only deck that feels like it's good against both of them, or you could even make the argument, is, is Rapid Strike. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, sometimes Which, you'll look yeah. at Rapid Strike and, again, you'll see that it's not good against... Giratina, it's definitely good against Charizard. Um, yeah, and just logically, it seems like it's good against Giratina to me. I have a hard time believing that it's not.
0: Yeah, I like, I, I was actually reading an article yesterday about um Rapid Strike, and they were kind of explaining why the Giratina matchup wasn't great. And whenever I was reading, it, I was like, well, a lot of that just sounds like play better, and like, or like get used to the matchup it was not like uh this is actually bad because it's like well technically they can um lost they can star requiem one of the three prizers and mm. then um they can uh guarantee and then stabilize the other and i'm like well, sure they, they can but like if you're ever able to heal or like and they're like and they won't put comfies down to like i'm like well then they're probably not getting out of the early game. I like I like I guess they can because like I lost a bit. I mean in part like of this is attack, also I don't but,
1: like match up that well either, right? So like maybe maybe they're more right than I think, but uh
0: um, I, I, but I wouldn't say like from what from what I was gathering they were saying it was close to like 60-40 in favor and, of Rotina? Yeah, and to me like I think the best you could convince me is it's probably 50-50. But maybe, like, I would like to test it more. Like, I, I was talking to you yesterday about Rapid right? because I've was I'd basically been taking a deck a day and trying to, like, force myself to, like, make like something and, like, get to know it a little bit. And then, like, once I get through that, I'll kind of know where I want to be for the next month and then, like, grind through that, which obviously means I also have to get the cards in real life. on like, right. Playing right. But... Um,
1: Just to, like, touch yeah. on that matchup real quick because I, I think this is funny and this is back to the, the stats thing I was talking about before. Um, part of this could be, like, slight deviations and deck lists or just like people learning the matchup better but i i did our spreadsheet uh, about a week ago now and i don't remember exactly the filters i used but i i had messed with the filters a little bit to try to get what i felt was like more useful information and that mm-hmm. one had gear team as like a 54 percent favorite against rapid strike and then just using the defaults on trainer hill right now it's a 35 percent underdog so like it it doesn't make any sense that That's the real problem with, like, using this data. You definitely need to, like, use your brain a little bit other than just, like, trusting these, but it is fascinating to me what sometimes I'll see and sometimes I won't as far as uh, win rates. But I also think part of that is, like, as more people pick up Rapid Strike, the win rate goes down. Like, every time. As Rapid Strike becomes more popular, the win rate does go down. Um, So it could be that, like, when I look backwards, we're seeing more people who weren't very familiar with the deck were playing it, and now they're much better. I I don't
0: know and also like if you're looking whenever it's the smallest sample it's also the people that are really we good it. with it yeah. or like it's like oh yeah two people played this and they both got top eight at this event obviously that's a few things too so like right 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 yeah it's that's why like most decks i feel like we can theory our way through in terms of that but like with decks like that like i can theory it but like i'd actually like to like try to start like testing it some because like we just everything else we seem to have the data for a deck like yeah. that just doesn't have the play rate for you to really have the data for
1: yeah i agree so but when you start looking at like Urshie is the deck that could potentially be good against both of those. Like that's that's definitely a deck that I I think is very well positioned right now. Just to go through the other counters, just like for for the concept, the other decks that are good against Charizard are Snorlax and uh, Giratina itself, mm-hmm. um, which is like slightly favored. But I also think that there's a little bit of a um, lists weren't really trying that hard to win the matchup. Um, at yeah, another point. And I'll I'll talk a little bit more later probably because I'm sure we'll get into Charizard for a little bit. Um, and then the decks that are good against Giratina are um let's see here. Oh, you know what? I was looking at the wrong tab on here. This makes more sense. It still has Giratina's favorite against Arceus. That was Gardevoir. I looked at the wrong G. That makes sense. Um but so one of them that it has is like it apparently Chan is a bad matchup. We're gonna ignore that because that deck is bad and nobody plays it. Um, but it's really bad into Mew. It's really bad into Sablezard. And uh, it's slightly unfavored into Guardi. Hmm. That'll make sense. So, you know, there's... The problem is, though, there, there's not any overlap between those two, really. Um, well, I mean, we are saying that we're, like, roughly even, which I think is probably accurate against Urshie, which makes Urshie very attractive. And the fact that Giratina is favored into Charizard makes it very attractive also.
0: Would you also... I, I don't, you didn't mention it, and I think that it's something we've always thought of as a favorite one matchup. So I'm, I'm interested to see what that actually says because I don't know if it was just an oversight or what, but I know we had previously talked about um, how Gardevoir was very favorite into Charizard as well. Is it, is it not still? Or?
1: No, I don't know what's changed um, consistently with the data. Charizard is it like a 55% favorite.
0: That's surprising. And I was going to say, like, I, that, I'll never play that deck, but that makes that deck seem like a favorite to both like, of
1: never. I've never, not never, obviously. I have played that matchup way less than you would expect for Guardi being a deck that's been around for a long time and a reasonably popular deck, but neither of us play it. And people don't play it a lot online because your games just take forever.
0: Yeah, and that's actually like beyond. And I don't play a ton
1: online either, but still.
0: I I play a fair bit, but like I think that the few games that I've played with Guardi online, anytime it's been into Charizard, it's been it's felt extremely favorable. I have not really played Charizard either of them much online generally, so I have not gotten a Bump into that matchup much, but like that's the actual reason why I think I would not actually want to play Guardi, like what you said. Like, I think you probably can't. People, str- even people that have played at the time, finish to str- struggle to finish a best of three. Some of that is uh, by design, but I don't have the reps in it at this point. And I don't think a month is enough of those reps to like actually be able to figure that how to manage the clock in every matchup that effectively, at, at least compared to other people. So, like, that's kind of where the stopping block is there. But that's interesting to hear that it's no longer favored into charizard because yeah like you said i don't nothing about the way that charizard has evolved makes it seem like that should be worse for guardy
1: right i agree it doesn't make a lot of sense to me what has changed um nothing that the deck has changed other than you know kind of the the classic like the deck has just gotten refined and people have gotten better at playing it situation
0: yeah
1: um (laughs) but other than that i don't really see that much has changed
0: yeah okay that makes sense um but yeah, because like before, the only other deck I would have made the, the argument for when we were talking about what the top decks are, um, and it, its player rate is dipped some, but I think that might change this weekend. The only thing that I would argue being on the level of Guardi or of uh Giratina and Charizard is Guardi, because I do think that it boasts those two matchups that I thought were favorable. And if Maraidon is coming down a little bit, that puts Guardi in a better position. And I, I do think Guardi should come down a little bit because it just can't be Charizard. So like
1: Yeah, if, if Guardi is legitimately solidly unfavored into charizard it's very hard for me to justify playing it yeah um, no that changes things. yeah i i think what's what's interesting to me is like when you start going through these uh the one that really really entices me uh out of those is Mew, um because it is favored into every deck that beats charizard it's favored into tina it's favored into snorlax and it's favored into urshee and if you're thinking charizard might be like twenty percent of the field um, One of the decks that beats it is the other super highly played deck. And then, obviously, logically, as you go deeper into the tournament, the decks that beat that deck should be pretty highly played. Uh, Mew seems really, really well positioned to me using that kind of logic. Um, I don't think that, like, if you're, you know, kind of getting from point A to point B that way, I don't think Mew shares any bad matchups with um Giratina either. So, if you can, like... I don't believe so. If you can make your way through the absolutely abysmal Charizard matchup, um, maybe do a little bit to improve it. I know a ways back we had the like advent of just play Luxray, um, which people seemed to believe was good enough, and then it kind of fell out of favor. So I don't know if that actually is. It's funny because I, I have the opposite experience of you. I kept queuing uh, DTMU with Luxray online and just never played Charizard. That's so funny, yeah. It just would never happen. I, I just kept playing the deck and just kept playing against other stuff where it was like, ah, cool, I, I have a brick in my deck, thank you very much. Yes. Um, But if you can get that matchup to just be, you know, obviously heavily unfavored as far as Pokemon goes, just as we said, but I mean, a 60-40 is not that bad, especially when you're the Path no. Judge deck, because like, you know, obviously we're saying that like, it's unfavored to happen this way if it's a 60-40, but like, you know how often you're going to just go Path Judge and then draw some cards, or, like, judge, okay. and draw some cards, play a grab, or attack with or play Path Attack with Lux, right? And it's like, okay, yep. you you are off the top of your deck now. And if they hit, you lose, but if they don't hit, you probably win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, it, it is interesting to me um, just how much that can really affect the game. And I, I the list of Charizard have gotten a lot better against Path just in general. Like, obviously, they're still unfavored into Giratina because it's a Path deck, but the inclusion of, like, multiple Lost Vacuums to go with their Um, They play the Mew in most situations, which I'm getting colder and colder on, but specifically because of Path, it's really good. If you play more of the uh, Stadium Destruction Charmanders, it, it's tough. There's there's definitely outs there, but I mean, I don't know, I like the idea of playing the deck that beats every deck that beats the quote-unquote quote best deck. Because I, I think, like, if I was tiering them, like, I would put Tina and Zard on the same tier, but I think Charizard is the consensus best deck.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I think well, I think it is right now. We'll see. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think your team is going to win this weekend, but like, I guess like there's a there is a world just based on play rate and depending on which if if certain teams pick it up that it is it could it have two or three in the top top eight. Yeah, I mean it's not like out of the realm of possibility. And then I think maybe then we we redo our math a little bit if that matchup is good for them into Charizard. So um, I, I don't think that will happen, but I it's not impossible. But yeah, yeah no. when
1: you're when you're doing the you know thought process in your head that like these are the two most played decks but one of them is good against the other one it does seem very easy to draw the conclusion i don't know that i'm predicting tina to win this weekend though i do think it is extremely well positioned uh it's hard not to feel good about the decks prospect despite being a deck we really hate
0: yeah no i keep i uh, it's funny like there's even even in the realm of decks we hate there's still like differences between us because like i hate it we both hate it i, I would be more likely to play it than you would because no, you know, i'm too proud, never yeah, I've at least played a game with it online. Uh, and then you'll be are like, no, not doing it. I think um, the funniest part
1: is that because I like towards list so much, I have a one one line of the as tail.
0: yeah, that's th- yep, that's that's very you. Um, we're gonna get into the toward list later because like the I played I've played something online that is not exactly in that realm, but like close enough and it's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm starting to understand how a one one or a two two line of a, of a thing that doesn't get used in every match of action makes some sense. yeah but, uh, for sure.
1: And I guess I feel like we've t- talked a lot about like what we see as like the the top decks. All right, one that yeah. um, I want to just talk about real quick for that would be like a consensus top tier deck that we didn't mention anywhere because it's not actually uh, favored really into either of those decks uh, is Maridon. Do you do you feel like that deck is just on its way out right now?
0: Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I think that <laughs> I think it was better early on, but like it really struggles in. Uh, what is the, I don't know what the data is on it into Tina. I know the matchup in Charizard's bad. And if we think that Mew deserves more play because it it is good into basically yeah, everything bad. that is in Charizard, Mew's also bad. So, yeah. like, at, the only thing that was really to me keeping it afloat early was um, a good matchup against Guardi and being able to turbo hands made you good into the Lost Box decks while they had not yet, not necessarily adjusted yet. But against everything else, you kind of just suck. Saw- like
1: yeah i mean you can you can beat urshie if they like expose too many italians but like i think you just don't even play them and then it's uh it turns into a hard right. matchup. like
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah the strat there is put down none unless you unfortunately start one but then right. don't put down none. and even if you start it, you never evolve it and then just set up two two v maxes and go back and forth yeah because,
1: yeah so i guess like yeah, you're, you're hoping that they either start it or that you get some prizes off like a Lumini <sighs> or something. And then you can do like a, a chip into a Ampy very much on a on a VMAX and take all of the prizes. But it's not it's not likely it's ugly. So right, I, yeah. I think like all of the decks that I'm really high on are favored or even into Maridon. It just it feels weird because that was a deck that at the start of the format felt very, very highly regarded.
0: But I mean, yeah, so oh, is
1: yeah. Pao, which is just not playable.
0: Um, well, so like I heard, some people trying to make the argument that um, with Maridon potentially dipping, Team could find its way back because I think it. I think it's in theory good into Charizard and into Tina. I say in theory, I don't say in practice. Um, uh, it is it,
1: in theory very good into uh, Tina. It. I mean, it, results might be different than this because like nobody's playing the deck anymore, but it yeah. doesn't look like it's good into Charizard the The issue is that like six is a lot of energy, so <laughs> yeah, it really
0: is. it is
1: easier said than done to to Oko Charizard. Trust me, as um, somebody
0: who was playing Goldengo today, seven is also a lot.
1: So and like once you get there, like maybe you kill one of them, right? But now their Charizards one shot all of your cards, and they're just like chain spamming iotos on you and stuff, right? Yep. Like, yep. I don't know, and, like, man.
0: I, yeah, it's I. I'm not sold. I've heard people make the argument I am obviously not sold, and I, don't, I don't particularly like that deck. I haven't liked it since the literal first day that we tested this format. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was immediately swayed off of that. But oh, we've so talked weird. about all these decks that have done well in a bunch of different things, and like I said earlier, I don't necessarily think that the Japanese events directly indicate our format, because I'll say they have one more set than we do. It's Pau and Fates. It's like eight new cards, and I think that some of it is just kind of like changing up a Charmeleon. <laughs> so it's not really like Actually changing. Oh, I anything. forgot how
1: good that Charmeleon is. That's a cute addition.
0: It is, but it's not like it's like changing the format overall. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. the results for this are, a, a I don't want to say staggering, but definitely surprising. Uh, so it was it ended up being won by Kyogre, which obviously a favorite of us, but has not yeah, been. Like,
1: it was won by the clear best deck in the
0: format. Dave, if it was the clear best deck, we would be so happy. Uh, If it was the clear
1: best deck, we would not be talking about anything else. We would actually spend every podcast from now until Knoxville just talking about how good Kyogre is and literally taking an hour to debate two or three slots in the deck every time.
0: I still think there's an outside chance that's the entire podcast the, the, the day before Knoxville, so hold your breath for that one folks so
1: oh there's um, an idea if we if we happen to decide to drive if it was just us we just do car podcast
0: i i actually love that idea because that, that could legit for, just be like
1: two hours of rambling
0: oh that's yeah but i mean like, i don't really edit anyway so it doesn't really bother me right it's just, right. there's a chance ropes is in that and man do i never want to ever let anybody hear ropes voice let alone us
1: so oh no, no no he would he would clearly be silenced yes
0: yeah, okay, that works for me. Um, somehow, like, it feels weird like you're saying Kyogre's a surprise, but Kyogre winning is kind of a surprise given the way the format has gone, but that's not the most surprising thing in here because you have uh, Roaring Moon, which is a deck I regularly, Kupu, uh, getting second place with a different list that we'll come back to. Um, you have Goldengo Palkia getting third. Um, you have Arceus Zeraora coming in fifth. Um, and then you, you have uh, Rapid Strike, Valiant, which has not seen play, I think, since like the first week of the format when people were trying to figure out how to play Valiant. In seventh, so, uh, rounding up the top eight is a Mew, a Charizard Pidgeot, and a Giratina. So that gets back to normal a little bit. And then right up to like the next eight are, in order: Charizard Pidgeot, Giratina, Lost Moon, Arctina, Guardi, Guardi, Charizard Pidgeot, and then it just shows Charizard. I, I I've not seen a list for 16 place. It's not on Legends, so I don't know if it's uh, on the site it shows as
1: Charizard Bevel and Pocus So it's it must be TMZard.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So, a little bit more normal in the 9th from sixteen with a bunch of Charizard, a bunch of Pidgeot, or sorry, a bunch of Charizard, a bunch of Giratina, a little bit of Gardevoir. But uh, yeah, where do you want to start with this? Because there's a little, there's a little bit of everything to talk about. there. Yeah, I mean, I, that's I guess I what makes want so to start cool. with Kyogre.
1: I mean, because I, I think what what we have seen from uh, toward over the course of a couple events in Europe, um, some online results separately from that. And now this is that this deck is really good. I think you have to play very well. That's always been the knock against this deck, honestly, is that uh, it's very punishing for mistake making. Um, and you have to, like, it's funny because I don't want to say that you have to really know your matchups, but you you have to be able to find your lines all the time uh-huh. um, because it is the kind of thing where, like, small edges will, will cost you too much, where... Uh, especially when you look at like the, the list from this, there's only 10 basic energies and only four ways to recycle them. Like It, it takes one missed loss, zoning to not be able to like, close a game on a Kyogre play, which is kind of scary. Um, or even like you can very easily, if you're at the spot where you're going to go through the last couple cards of your deck, you can find out uh, a little bit too late if you're not thinking too much that you can't put your energies in your discard pile. They're going to be stuck in your hand as you dig through. So, I think
0: that was always an issue, like not always an issue, but always something you need to be really cognizant of.
1: It's it's what I the energy
0: more. It's yeah, it's yeah. definitely worse.
1: It becomes worse when you're on 10 energy. Um, that that part specifically obviously isn't impacted by uh only having two rod and two energy recycler, which this list is playing, but uh that does make the entire thing a little bit more awkward. Um, but every time we talk about Kyogre across every format, what we always come back to is that this deck has game in every single matchup you have lines you can sit there and think about like you know go through the the theory and find pretty solid lines in most matchups honestly Mm -hmm. and and, in a lot of them we're talking about setups where we're trying to win the game in three or four turns even like what historically has felt like the slower like that's fine we'll get there eventually lost box deck. i mean due to the prevalence of some of these bigger basics and things and even like Obviously, you're not able to reliably Kyogre in every matchup. You're not even reliably able to Kyogre against Charizard, obviously, but yeah. that deck does put Luminian and Rotom on their bench sometimes, and if you're able to either get there fast enough or they're not able to establish uh, both Jirachi and Manaphy over time, like, you, can, you can find the line to take four prizes there, even. You can end games very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like Roaring Moon, Iron Hands, these are powerful cards, obviously.
0: So- yeah. You know,
1: I'm, I'm kind of in love with this deck. This is what I've been playing the most. Not this exact list. I took a lot of inspiration from this because, honestly, the Japanese list kind of looks like how a sane person would build towards list, even though it's still a little bit out of pocket.
0: So, yeah. So, are you still playing the Giratina line? Or are you playing... I'm a- not right Start-up. now. I've,
1: I've cut the Giratina line. I, I don't think that's necessary. Um, the... The logic makes a lot of sense when I've played with it, and it also does make not finding your chorus turn one a lot less painful. That's always been my one uh, props to Gear Tina as a deck. If you don't find chorus, you can you at least go Jet Energy Tina into my active Abyss Seeking. It's not that bad.
0: Yeah, uh, when I they mean, take two prizes, getting you to four.
1: But when they take two prizes off of it, it becomes that bad very quickly.
0: Specifically for this, not so much for Tina because that's a path hand disruption deck. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, I hear what yeah. you're saying.
1: Yeah um but yeah so i'm I'm playing much closer to to this list i i think i played 10 games last night with this and i again i very rarely play online that much and i was just i stayed up an extra like hour and a half just jamming on my phone because uh-huh. i love this deck um and it is still really good and I, I think there's not a ton like most of the cards in here are kind of core to the concept but uh-huh. you, you have angles and so many matchups and uh something that like the list i'm working on right now um we've talked about this a lot obviously so you you kind of know already but you know i'm i'm playing like extra stops and more uh vacuums which mm-hmm. was largely just because you really need to like turn through kyogre against moraidon to win the game mm-hmm. but if Moridon's gonna keep coming down i mean we could probably make the deck even a little bit less greedy in that sense
0: that's true that's, and like a lot of the times it doesn't even necessarily feel greedy because like I want to be able to, like, in, in a lot of matches I want to be able to hands turn two, or I want to be able to Roaring Moon as early as possible. So, like, yes, like, I'll, maybe you don't have to be at the bottom of your deck by turn two, so, like, or by turn three, so it's a little bit different, but, like, I like, like Just the in general,
1: aggressive. Pokestop is very good. I mean, these decks have always been that way. Pokestop is really good in these decks. And so is Vacuum. Like, Vacuum's just
0: a very good card. Like, yeah,
1: I, that's, that's always been my knock, actually, against this list, and I don't think Tord played any either. No Vacuum no. is, like, wild to me, especially when Kyogre is part of your game plan, and uh both roaring moon and maridon play bravery charms or yeah that's um, that's yeah that's those what or whatever like they can put their bench guys out of range for the ogre play also so playing zero seems insane to me um one or two seems fine i don't think you need to get crazy like some real turbo lists from the past or anything but
0: no but i, I you you mentioned the specific and it's actually what this deck beat in the finals was like the first time i took it out like the, like like I've played this deck a bunch online. Obviously, it's probably the deck I played the most since it's like not even necessarily this list, but just generally. But uh, I'm playing playing against Roaring Moon with it. If they, while the version with capsule is less common, I think at this point, anytime you play against that one and you don't have vacuums, it, it feels really ugly because that extra sixty HP really does go a long way specifically yeah, here. Yeah. So, um,
1: what I've been able to take a lot of uh. Zul so in that matchup, is that most people play both Mew and Squawkabilly and mm-hmm. you can't really play that deck without uh, exposing them. So you're able to frenzy gouging for a KO and then uh, eat their bench, guys. They also, if they're not playing Iron Hands, which we can talk a little bit about Azul's list when we get onto mm-hmm. the, the second place list, actually. But if they're not playing Iron Hands, you, this is a matchup where you have a ton of time and they have nothing to stop you from save line, so you can count on save line to get you over the, the HP bump.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk that's what I it. found
1: last night, actually, because I, I had used one vacuum early to get myself to seven to take a KO and the other ones were gone. But I realized that I had enough time to make that play uh, with my save line, still close the game out. So uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know how much I know you were saying, let's go on. I don't think I no, have much good. else to say about uh, the Kyogre deck. I have a feeling as we get closer, especially if it does well at anything between now and then, we'll be talking about it a lot more in depth. Um, I just have like a—I have a real suspicion that we're going to end up tricking ourselves, even if this is not like the most played deck or winning the spreadsheet or anything, because this is the deck that feels the best to play to me. Yeah, um, I mean, this and if you want to work it, backwards to the play, what you're comfortable with, brother, i comfortable playing Kyogre.
0: That's exactly what I was gonna say. I was like, if 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 nothing else, like if there is anything in this format that is a comfort pick for for us, I mean, I, yeah, I know it's the deck Meo that I regret well.
1: not playing for the entire format. I agree, or for like yeah, two
0: previous formats rather. Yeah, and it's the one I've played in League Challenges and stuff already. It's like, it's what I've played. So it's uh, like, I am you for me. So, you know, I know that's a, I was going to say, you've already mentioned you and that's there for you. Kyogre's there for me. And and honestly, not to the same extent because I did not play it as much, but over the summer after Nats, I played it a bunch of like Rapid Strikes, the one that's in second place for me, which is why I've been talking to you about that recently, because it's like, those are the decks that I do feel a little bit more comfortable with, but yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean. I guess we'll we'll get into predictions later, but this is like just because I'm so familiar with the deck, and I do think it's good, um, in the the sense where it's like I do have lines in every matchup, even if they're not all great. This is in my top three decks that I'd be considering playing this weekend.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Um, Roaring Moon. I I have every week. It's, it seems like this is the deck you ask me about every week, and I'm like, yeah, is, is, it, is it? It's time to break out. And I'm like, no, ah, And was this uh, it's time uh, to guess, break like, out? No. But like <laughs> this was I mean this is something of a breakout performance though, right? Because we don't have the exact attendance on this. But usually Japan's tournaments are over 2,000 people, so well, yeah. I can I can assume it's roughly that. And this uh, list is
1: pretty heinous, by the way, just just so we can all agree real quick. They they're playing four cross sievers.
0: It's funny you say that because this is the first time I've liked a, a Roaring Moon list. So
1: You like the cross Sievers?
0: Um No, but I don't hate it. I like I, what I like about this was um beyond everything else this deck just like i, I we, we joke a, you and i joke often not even necessarily on the pod but just when we're talking about cards of how much of a coward i am when it comes to a certain card um i've never seen a deck commit to focus off as hard as this deck is committed to focus off and i love it so that's
1: a massive focus stop coward
0: you know what i really like about cross cross is being able to uh Iona or not Iona uh sada five times that's not sick sada's a cool guard. Um. So that's where I'm at. Like, is Sada this is a cool card.
1: Really- I mean, obviously, this deck kind of wants to play its um focus stops very ignorantly, and <laughs> yeah. it also is like if you're milking value out of your sodas, especially, you, you can't really like wait on it. So, or you need to wait on it rather to try to get it on two roaring moons. So, it's like if you have to squawk your first hand away, it can be very awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't hate this list or anything, but uh, I've been so much more it's funny because like i make fun of the cross seavers and they're actually not the thing i hate the most in the list it's the dark cry uh i i think the Larian moltres with the energy switches and with a uh, Forest steel stone is so good in this deck i think not playing I, that line is a, a massive mistake
0: i have not played that one much because i that it's much easier for me to just you know be ignorant towards it but it's, that is probably better and i just have not played it
1: i mean i, I, I like think it. like it's funny because it's really easy to say it doesn't happen that often, but the, the term in Grenadier blight happens a
0: lot. <laughs> happens every time I play against it. It doesn't happen any time yeah. like yeah. So yeah, it's it's funny. So um yeah, and we're gonna like I haven't I, we we talked off offline about this, but have you gone back and watched any of Azul's old? No. Stream
1: instead, I played Kyogre for an hour and a half.
0: Better use of your time, but yeah, he, Azul posted a list yesterday. That he used on stream and then actually something he, he tweeted it this morning. Funny enough, that someone saw the stream, took the list, played yeah, it I went in there, to a won, cup and won. Yeah. So that's funny. Um, and it's, it's Roaring Moon Hands. And uh, what I love about Kyogre minus Kyogre probably, because that like that's what draws me to Kyogre right now is that, um, and what's always drawn me to Kyogre is it's typically the deck playing the most broken de- attacks in the game. And while it doesn't have Kyogre, it sure has the other two that I think are some of the most broken. Attacks yeah. In the game. Yeah. I, I think this
1: list is very, very interesting. Um, And so we've seen actually Iron Hands, Roaring Moon before. It top something, one of the regionals. Um, And it's something I I messed around with a little bit. Being able to Thornton your real pumped-up guy into an Iron Hands to take extra prizes uh, when they're, like, turtling against you is really, Mm -hmm. really insanely good. It's also extremely powerful to be able to flip the prize trade against Charizard. The the thing that has made this deck the worst, in my experience, has been when you're playing against Charizard, you, you have to frenzy gouge, obviously, to knock out the Zard, and they just either promote pidgey and then search it or just promote it off their bench just the 60 hp charmander and go i would like to knock you out Uh um now the play rate for 60 hp charmander has dropped drastically recently right because people want to be able to destroy the stadiums to improve their tina matchup um so there's a a lot of lists aren't playing it the amount of roaring moon that has kind of ticked up recently would probably put it in my list at this point but the thing that uh playing iron hands does is let you flip that prize math because now it's like, oh darn! You've you've taken two prizes on my thing, but I'm just gonna iron hands it, and now whenever they put another Charizard into play, it, I just have to gouge again. That's game. So yeah. if it, it doesn't, I don't want to say that like it fixes the Charizard matchup, but between the ability for you to steal a game against them by turn one Greninjaing if they don't Manaphy, and your ability to flip the Charmander prize trade with the Iron Hands, I, I think this is a really good version. Um, yeah. Azul's list is very interesting. Uh, it's funny that I'm going to talk about his list more than the the list from the event that like somebody just did really well at. But he's it is very greedy on gusting effects. There's no cross switcher unless I'm just missing them in there. I've looked at this like ten times trying to find them in just like, the laws.
0: No, yeah, that's all that's in there.
1: <laughs> and that's interesting to me because I've I've always felt like uh, cross switcher is one of the best cards in the stack.
0: Yeah, and I guess you have to cut cards somewhere to be able to like fit everything in, but like. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And 4 four um, Pokestop deck, like, it, it feels like that is too good yeah, to pass
1: on. Yeah, exactly. And I, it's almost like to me, if I was going to play four Pokestop, it's, I don't know if this is like a cart before the horse thought process, but like I would be playing four Pokestop because I wanted to play Cross Switcher. And maybe, I've not watched the stream, maybe he started with Cross Switcher and his deck and went, man, this Kirk kind of sucks.
0: Yeah. Um, and I guess like a lot of it is you want to be able to like turbo through your energy, get to the energy switches to the dark patches, mill the energy. So like,
1: well, and um, I mean, you look at some of the lists of this deck that I've played where I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I have the space for those cross switchers, and it's like, oh, well, he's got way more ball search, he's got, you know, um poke gears, uh-huh. all sorts of things that it is hard to fit if you're doing that as well. But I, I don't know, I have a hard time with that one. Especially like just hypothetically, if you were gonna like commit to the the Iron Hands line, you have your Moltres on your bench, you know, you're using its ability. Um and then you're able to like so you've spent a couple turns just using its ability you attach an energy to it and then thorten that into your iron hands i would really like to be able to play cross Switcher and gust their thing up so i can take my prizes yep that's, now yeah I, I mean we're talking again this list has to play more energies like these other lists play like between nine and ten energies this list plays 11 because it's 11. playing both the waters and the electrics um azul built his deck in a kind of very classically azul way which is uh probably something that I should really learn from and is like, oh, no, you need three water energies in case you prize one so you can the Greninja turn one. And I'd be like, no, no, I'm just play two.
0: You're a crazy person. Okay. You need yeah, two
1: no. electric energies instead. No, actually, I, I actually do believe in the just play two for that specific thing because of how often it doesn't matter. That, okay. That's, That's one actually, of those lines where it's like the the threat of it is almost more powerful sometimes than actually having it. That um, I understand. And I, like I, like also, I said, I've not
0: played it, but if you want it to happen, like I mean, that's what that's where I was to be. I was like, there's no way you're gonna tell me you want this to happen every game, and then you're like, Yeah, I'll just play two, don't rise. This
1: is like kind of the same, yeah. I agree. I agree with that too, largely. Um, I think something that happens a lot is like when I'm trying to make space, and you really don't need four of them, so it's like, oh, do I want to play the fourth urban seal or the extra water energy? Um, and you really don't need four urban seals. You do in this no. sense with both energy types, though, I think. Yeah,
0: but um, in like the regular standard turbo, you don't yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, you gotta make space for all this stuff, so. I get it, and I, I want to touch on, because I, I do dig this list, but another list also just got second in a bigger online event, over 200 players, um, and it was playing no stops either, uh, but this list was playing Town Stores instead, and it had, like, Ancient Capsules, it had Bravery Charm to buff up some of its, like, MUEX or Moltres or whatever into some more beneficial HP ranges, um, or even its Iron Hands up to, or not Iron Hands, this was not playing Iron Hands, never mind, I'm mixing these lists in my head, uh, but it it's kind of very powerful to be able to get these guys into bigger uh, HP spots on your bench. So I think that's
0: really interesting as well.
1: Um, do you have any thoughts on the town store list?
0: I haven't seen, So what, what, what event is that at? So I'll bring it up right now. And Cinnabar I can actually, Island. Okay. I want to, because I, I actually want to look at it. So like I'm, I'm, I'm stupid and I have to have it actually in front of me to yeah. be able to fully. This is, This makes, there it is. Okay. And um, this also
1: no cross switcher. To me, that makes sense when you're not playing um focus up
0: yeah no i mean this list makes sense so this seems like something we've we've seen plenty of and like i said earlier how disruptive like the health buff can, the health buff can be and yeah. um yeah i knew like would seen this because i saw whenever it was tweeted like when Gabriel fernandez tweeted it out but uh um yeah, whether it be the Bravery Charm or or the Ancient Booster, because, like, we had talked about Ancient Booster earlier, but, like, Bravery Charm does does almost as much and, and, and can be really disruptive, too, so... Um, yeah, it's really powerful on a Glarian Moltres, actually. Like, that, yeah. that thing
1: doesn't hit that hard, but it's basically free to attack with eventually. And 270 is actually a lot of HP. I know it goes down to 240 after you attack, but in a lot of spots, that's just fine.
0: Well, and, like, I, I found myself, like, losing... And like, like, when, it, like, anytime I break, like, it, and like, this is really more about whenever I was playing the Lost Box than anything, but like, there were times where it's like awkward and I had to tag with it too early and like, it goes down to 190, and then the mute, the like, something like V max can KO it without any power ups. And like, right. removing, like, while yes, they can just get the power up, adding another bumper in there to like, it is helpful. And like, obviously, like, this, that matchup should be pretty favored for you anyway, but like, mm-hmm. it's nice to have like, add in anything that you can to like, boost that favorability even more for a deck that we think is, is pretty well positioned. But yeah, no. Um, I wonder if there's I a way to kind this. of mix
1: these two concepts. The, the list that the guy who uh, copied Azul won the challenge, funny enough, did play a town store over the fourth Pokestop because he said he apparently only owned three Pokestops and didn't find out till he got there. Um, but so he just jammed a town store in, right? And the only thing he searched search in there was two four steel stones. I wonder if uh, it's worth experimenting with like playing town store, but also playing uh, a booster capsule in the Azul list. Um because that's the other thing, that, and again, Zord has a lot of ways to play around this, but that's the other way that you can keep your Roaring Moon from getting returned KO'd by Charmander.
0: Yep. No, it's it, it definitely presents some interesting options. I I, I think that tool's good. I, I think I understand why it's not in every list, because...
1: Yeah, I guess when you work your way backwards, too, I wonder if you should just play Bravery Charm and if the upside's not that much for the extra 10 HP, because I don't think there's any status we care about, and I don't know the math off the top of my head to say if uh that amount is relevant. What, what does that put it at? Because after Roaring Moon attacks, it has, what, 20 HP left or 30? Mm-hmm
0: uh what well, does 30 so cuz it does 200 to itself so you go you either have 80 or you have 90
1: which yeah yeah okay well my i was going to say it cuz the 80 yeah okay if it was 70 it would be a problem cuz Charmeleon would still kill it but mm-hmm. the 80 and 90 are both functionally the same for what i can think of off the top of my head
0: yeah uh yeah so I, I i will not say i will not say that i've come around completely on roaring moon but i will say that i probably feel like i have to you guys tested enough so i actually don't have to test it but i actually have to pay attention to it more when we're testing um because, like, it's not just, like, I know it's not a gimmick. I just think it's a little bit... The point that I've made the whole time is it does what the other punch decks do, and I don't know that it does it better. But, like, if if, if Maridon is dipping and Mew is rising and things like that, it might do what those decks do better at this point. So, like...
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think, you know, you work your way backwards again. You, you play all of the best attackers in here, like you said. If you get the Iron Hands in here, you, you yep. know, you're able to do the Greninja attack. You have uh, Roaring Moon and you have Iron Hands. Um, and... I'm not certain that Iron Hands is necessary, but I do like the option a lot. I've tested that version. It does feel really overcommitting just to play a package to beat a Charmander, but it's good in other spots too. So I'm, I'm intrigued by this deck. I'm going to test it a lot more. Uh, I've obviously tested it a lot already, but I'm going to try uh, probably a Azul's List and tweak it from there.
0: Yeah, I know I want to watch that stream probably between now and the next time we test in person. So because like I like, there's very few decks that like I feel like I have to really like absorb a lot of information on at this point because I just haven't seen them play enough. But That's definitely one of them, so I will be checking that out. Another one that I actually... I watched my first like per- person playing it last night because I didn't watch the Japanese stream. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute, is this actually better than I'm giving it credit for? Because you asked me afterwards, has it changed? And whenever I said, blanket, no, it has not changed, I realize now that some of that was colored by the perception that the only things I had played into the Palkia uh, golden go list with was control which is a terrible matchup for it um but then i started like i, I was testing zard a couple games i'm like wait a minute this is awkward because 260 is a weird number and they can one-shot me is it easy no but like they dig enough through the deck that it's not impossible either i remember th- the first time i saw, saw them a lot i'm like that's just a joke like why would you play that and i'm like oh because then they can just actually just focus up into all the, re, the uh, superior energies, and they never go away. Like, like obviously, that's common sense, but until you actually, like, are in the situation where, like, wow, this sucks. I can't disrupt them. It hits a little bit different. Um, I don't think that, like, this is, like, the new best deck or anything, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this deck got, like, top 16 or something
1: like that. Interesting. Okay.
0: I, I played a little bit today, and when you set up, it's really good like it's not like when i say really good like i think it's like on the same level as like some of the other like um like what do i want to compare it to like i think it's better than ride on right now just because of like the numbers it's able to hit and the numbers it's able to tank but like um yeah like i personally like it better than roaring moon but that's almost certainly just bias yeah uh, sure. and I, like i'll fully admit that but like I, I think it's on like that level right now so um which I I not think, I think where I'm
1: at with this deck is that it might be solid, but I'm just like not gonna test it. I'm just not gonna do it. Um yeah. it seems fine, but I'm I'm just not gonna play it. And you know, if it's really good, I'll, I'll certainly play against it, but I'm just not picking this up and in, in running with it. It would have to be so overwhelmingly dominant in the near future over the next couple of weeks for me to be at all swayed on it. It just seems well, like a bad use of my time.
0: The only reason why I was interested is because I've like the whole time I've been looking for I don't want to play Charizard. We're not going to play Giratina. And it's what we talked about for the first hour of the half hour of this podcast. What is good into both of them? And I don't know if it's good into both of them, but it seems at least even into both it of is. them. And that's interesting. And
1: again, this is just online data. My issue with Goldango matchup wise is that it is unfavored into literally every Lost Zone deck.
0: Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. And like you like you get the grin into ones, but that's it and like yeah. so yeah yeah i it, that's that is the, that is the worry that lost zone is is pretty awful I'm like I, i've played against the deck felt really good the first couple uh matches i played with it because i was playing against a bunch of charizard or i was playing against uh guard of War, and that like, oh this feels good this feels comfortable and then right, I played it right. against lost Box the, the charizard trying, like, appears
1: to only be like 50 50 also um yeah which which might be wrong i don't know but as, as you get deeper into the game, what happens with that deck is like you are getting less cards because you don't have as many Goldangos to like use to to generate gas. And eventually the Charizards do start one shotting you.
0: hmm Uh yeah. Especially if they if they play Defiance Bandit, it obviously happens a little bit quicker. But like the reason why it's supposed you can kill the first one and they still can't without a without a
1: ban. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's not bad, obviously, but it gets it's progressively harder for you to keep doing the thing. Correct. And, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. Tough sell for me. I get um, it. Um but I I mean I, I hope I, it does well because it's just an interesting deck to add in. But I yeah, I asked you because it out of nowhere was in the you know top 10 or whatever decks and play rate suddenly. And I assumed it was just people saw the result and went, oh, I want to try that. Um, but I can't I can't suss out if it's good or not. So sounds yeah, like, like you think like it's solid.
0: I think it's solid. I, I do think that. Solid like, is solid is not that place to be. No, I, I think I definitely think it's. I've played other versions of the deck because I will typically try everything, and and this deck looked at least fun whenever it came out, and none of the other versions of this deck felt solid. This is as close as I felt to that. Sure, I I tend to agree with you that it's. If I was putting together the decks that I was going to be bringing to the tournament, it would not be something I would necessarily be bringing right now. But like, yeah, if you've if you only got a good placement, I would not be surprised either.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess when I'm looking at it, it's like it's an evolving deck so it's probably not very good into Urshi. it's not good into the lost zone decks um and if so if it's bad into Urshi and tina if it's not like wildly favored against zard i don't really want to play a deck that's kind of 50 50 with zard and loses to the decks that beats zard
0: that makes sense zard then. that's true that's true um just Looking at the things because we haven't talked about them yet, because we've talked about Mew, we've talked about Charizard plenty, yeah.
1: We haven't Um, talked about Sarah or uh, Arceus, and we're not going to.
0: No, that's I was gonna say, do you have any interest in talking about either of the Arceus decks? I don't, no. Um, I will say that I I alluded to it earlier, and I already said that to you, and you made fun of me, rightfully so, because every time I bring him up, it does sound like I'm obsessed with him. Um, but the deck that I had said earlier where I was trying like the one, one of the two, two line of things in lost box, uh, all up toward this one wasn't from Tord, this was from Katron. And I tried the Reggie gigas V stars. Um, I under, I understand how he got to where that. Have you met took. him? No.
1: Oh, I am finding him and introducing you at Knoxville. If he's there. The issue is he's <laughs> not actually
0: my boy. He, you are a fan. I'm a fan of the weird decks. Yeah. I, He's what I, I don't know him as a person, so I have no opinion, but I like the decks that he posts. Yes, um, to be fair, I've actually interacted on some of the decks online with him before, so yeah, I mean, I guess you could say I'm a fan, whatever, I don't care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I understand how he got to the point where liking that because hitting for 230 and tanking hits because it's like 300 HP is, is pretty good. Um, that's a good number to hit, and so I understood that. Is it, that, yeah. Like, is it better than anything else? I don't. I don't know. Um, and that's like how that. Honestly, what it did for me was I realized, hey, I understand why toward like the Giratina V-Star starting Kyogre, because it's a big thing that can one shot anything. Not any. Like, obviously, two thirty does not one shot anything, but it one shots problems for Lost Box. So yeah, I mean I the, the
1: Giratina is interesting. to Me, I, there's a reason I keep coming back to the idea and actually like. I was joking when I uh the, the shop had one of the Giratina V's and I was joking when I said I wanted it, but then I ended up holding on to it because I was like, actually, like this doesn't seem that unreasonable to me because it is something that like both outs iron hands and gives you another angle to win like the Charizard matchup when you're like I'll frenzied gouging one, uh either like iron hands or something else for two prizes, you know, uh Gusta Rico or Gusta Ryco, a Pidgeot, whatever. And then I can star Requiem. Uh-huh. So it's like it, it's as we've kind of said a number of times, it's all about finding lines to uh-huh. win the game. And uh I- I'm probably going to test that sometime soon. I really like the list that I've been working on. So it's getting to the point where it's like time for me to start messing with other stupid stuff in there.
0: Yeah, no, I think that, I think that makes sense. I, I, I want Right now, the decks that I like the most, and, and like this kind of comes back to it, like in terms of what I would play, would be like, and I know we typically ask each other this whenever it comes to a regional. I know where you stand. You haven't said it yet. I know you'd play Mew this weekend. Um
1: so I, I guess let me let me give my spiel here because there are three decks that I would consider playing this weekend. Uh one of them is Charizard, because I think it's the best deck. And yep. I think I have a decent enough grasp on both the mirror and the Giratina matchup. Where I wouldn't feel bad playing it. I think you probably shouldn't just randomly play Zard because uh it just it's not overwhelmingly favored everywhere. Like this is a best deck by nature of like having strong options, you have to make sure you're searching right. Uh a lot of like mid-game turns where you don't actually need things, you have to make sure you're Pidgeotting for the right cards or Arvinning for mm-hmm. the right things to set up for a later play. And so many games hinge on you like grinding for a little bit and as the game gets very late, you have a very large Charizard that hits for a ton of damage, and you're able to go countercatcher Um, We've talked before about me thinking that the best Iota countercatcher deck is one of the best decks in the format. Uh, it's funny, because the two best decks in the format, that is their thing that they're good at. Mm-hmm. Um, this deck is debatably better, because it gets to search it, but at the same time, Tina thinks it's deck much more efficiently.
0: So... Real quick, though, what's funny about that is the deck that did it best the last format we didn't the last couple formats we also didn't like playing being uh, not that they didn't have counter, they didn't have counter, but, like, but like it was the same concept. But what we liked about it was Iono and, and Gusting and, and 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 Disruption, and it was uh, Gardevoir, so I just appreciate it. Yeah, that.
1: again, it's being able to Gust them and Iono them in the same turn is yeah. the big deal because that means you're there, there's no protecting their threat, like you you kill yeah. what you wanted to kill, you put them onto very few cards, and tell them to figure it out. Yep, um, that being said, like. I don't think I'd play Charizard, because I don't like playing Charizard. Uh, I keep playing it, and I keep liking it more, which is legitimately probably just reps and comfortability. Um, But then the other two are Mew and Kyogre, and I think I'm kind of, I am probably sticking with Mew, but if I was going, I feel like I'd end up playing Kyogre. Uh, But if I was telling somebody what deck they should play, I probably would tell them to play Mew, because, we've talked about it a lot already, it beats every deck that beats Charizard. Uh, it beats pretty much every random deck. It's great against nonsense. And its only really bad matchup is Zard, which ideally people will be gutting down this weekend, right? Charizard mm-hmm. should be public enemy number one.
0: Mm-hmm. And... So you're hoping that you hit the deck, you, a- you hit the deck sort of there to beat Charizard. Well, and just place. to like
1: hit like a, an obvious, maybe not obvious, but like, an easy conclusion there, it's like, okay, well, if there's two most played decks and they're Tina and Zard, and Tina is in theory favored into Zard, then we should see a lot of Tina progressing also I mean, in Mew. I five that feels Tina. good. Yeah. Which is also funny because old versions that was not the case, but nice drapeons,
0: bro. Yeah, do you think they go back to those just in case? I think they like probably I, go
1: back, they probably go back to Spear Tomb first,
0: yeah, because it covers both that end. Not that they, not yeah, that but it's good against me, yeah, 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 okay. Uh, well, at least we overlap on one thing we play this weekend. Um, I agree that you with you with your logic on the other two. I don't particularly feel as comfortable playing those decks as you do, while I do think they are really good calls and would probably project both of them to be in the top cut. But if I were going this weekend and, and projecting, like, obviously I think the format will shift some in the next like three weeks, three to four weeks between now and when we travel. But uh, right now to me, it's between for what I would like to play, it would be either Kyogre or uh rapid strike. And I do think both of them are also well positioned for this weekend. So um, yeah. What are, what are your predictions for Portland?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, obviously we're going to see both and Argentina in top eight. I, I think, like, logically, I, I can't say what I said and not say that I think Mu's going to win the event. So I think DT Mew's going to win the event, um, which could easily get broken by a bracket where it's on the same side as two Charizards, But whatever. Uh, I think a Lost Zone variant that's not guaranteed to stop cutting, it might not be Kyogre, it might be Sable's art, it might be Glass's box, which is a surprise omission from this episode, honestly.
0: Um, well, the issue is, like, I would love to talk about it, but, like, it hasn't done anything since the last week. Like Since the last time we talked about it? yeah Yeah. like yeah i i I think the deck is good but i think it has to be like i think that's the deck that needs more refining than anything because i feel like they went very wide on what they could hit which is the benefit of playing a box deck but sometimes that's a little bit too clunky so i i do think that there is something there and but like my issue is is the something that's there any actually better than just playing agreed agreed
1: Agreed. um and i'm gonna i'm gonna say a roaring mood talk all right
0: i appreciate yeah. that i, I don't I, think that I, was
1: eight decks but you know you can fill the other ones in with rapid strike and gardevoir
0: well and also you like really you if you said a charizard and uh, yeah. you, you probably i assume you like i, I think two or three Charizards are going to talk just based on play rate. Right? um i, I just two, think it's
1: going to be gun for enough that it's not going to be that many uh i, like, I, I think should, two is two been,
0: the max i think yeah i think it'll be two because i still think that like the good teams are still on it, or, or, in theory. So hmm. like I mean I guess it's only one good team that's been on it and the other one's been on you. So like and the other like I don't think the on team travels to Yeah the Pacific Northwest the West Coast, so.
1: so
0: yeah so I would probably guess like two Charizard a Giratina a Mew um some version of Lost Zone beyond Giratina. I, I would mean, still it- say I think we have a very control. close
1: view on Top Cut. Yeah, and I'm I'm not taking control just because I, I think the decks that are good against Zard are all favored into it. So that's I think fair. like Lax is gonna do good, but then it's gonna start losing to these decks that are are there to also pray on Zard.
0: That's fair. I think that's the I mean, problem I, I, I with decks, that.
1: like just from like an evaluation. I'm I'm nervous to play decks that are bad against the Zard counters, also. It's not just decks
0: that lose to Zard, it's decks that lose yeah. to the decks that beat Zard. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And I'm looking forward to this event, not like oh same because like it's nice to like it's, it's not that long but it's like three weeks in between events so it's nice to get back to like actually getting like real tangible things to, to to chew on especially when we're building to an event ourselves um since i pay attention to vgc i'm excited because this is the first one with the new rules since the dlc so that's cool too so overall i think this will be a fun tournament to kind of look back on um and i'm looking forward to like actually being able to discuss this next week and see how right wrong and and where things go from here. It would be great if like, things got turned on their heads as much as Kyoto seemed to. It is so funny really that
1: I feel exactly the same. And it's like, it logically, I, I don't want to feel like I have no idea what's going on. But there's a huge part of me that really wants to have no idea what's going on.
0: Well, like, at least we know what's going on. It's just...
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Res, results aren't always, like, the truth well, or reality, like, obviously, so
0: the difference the only thing that is like variable there is this format is wide open you think what you know will counter but do the people then jerk even harder in the other direction and counter the counter the counter so like
1: yeah so so, how
0: how how wide people want to turn the circle
1: yeah well it is funny because this is a very like um this is very like magic pro tour logic to be like the i want to play the decks that beat the counter um which works when you're at like an event where people are highly metagaming so maybe this is the kind of thing that works a lot better at an ic or definitely at worlds and, yeah you know maybe it's like maybe it's thinking too far for a, a random uh west coast regional to think that it's going to be anything other than people just go i'm gonna play tnn zard like i like these decks these decks are good i've been playing these decks for forever now i'm just gonna play them so mm-hmm. it's definitely possible that it's like over metagaming for sure um mm-hmm. but you know i i think that like You do have to call your shot in that aspect, but you want to do it without making yourself too vulnerable, which, again, is why I like Mew, because I I think you can get your Zard match up to a place where it's not great, but it's also not the end of the world.
0: Yeah, well, I know that'll be your goal for overall getting there, so... Yeah, we'll see where we're at next week. I, I feel like by the end of by the end of the month, I'm gonna to have to sit here and really try to talk you into not playing mew because I don't. I want to play the same thing at Knoxville, and I don't want to play mew So well, I'm
1: pretty sure you're gonna to have to talk me out of playing Kyogre unless you also want to play Kyogre.
0: I can certainly, uh, I also because yeah, here's swayed. the thing:
1: I also know I can convince Ross to play Kyogre. It's what he also wants to play.
0: uh okay. So we're gonna play Kyogre. That's cool. Yeah. I like so it's that. just
1: gonna be all of us playing Kyogre. I assume.
0: Yeah, I can. You know darn i have to grind more games with coyote oh no I, uh,
1: I have to buy some gold energy recyclers before they rotate
0: you know i keep telling you not to do I'm that i'm not gonna I, do
1: it i'm not gonna do it. it but if i get there and they're there i'm gonna do it
0: yeah you know that's I future this credit card bills problem i want to tell you that's stupid i'm 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 fairly certain it's stupid with one of the two cards right like yeah rip's gonna regret well, it eventually it, it just always does yeah um recycler who knows i don't know if that card. i don't really think that's a legacy card but rope's coming back at some point yeah for sure
1: for sure but all right, all right. well we're almost out of time anyway here so I'm glad you guys have listened to us ramble for probably more than normal honestly
0: we're yeah we're i mean we spent yeah, a long time pl- before
1: we started on the first one though
0: it'll still yeah it'll, 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 this has got to be closer to one of our longer ones in a while though so yeah. definitely good to be back good, good to be talking about when we'll catch you guys next week on ancient wisdom
1: thanks so. y'all oh, 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 oh